This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. There are legends around here. Who died my G fucking king of the zombies? Even if only in their own minds. <laughs> Forgotten, but not yet dead. I want to play a game. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. My name is Isaiah. Joined tonight by Mark and Sean. How are you guys doing this weekend? Feeling good, man. Doing pretty good. Great. Glad to be here tonight. Uh, if you guys don't know, this is our 90th episode. We've made it this far since uh, what was it, the end of July of 2019. So uh, working our way to episode 100. So that's exciting to know that we're 10 episodes away from that. I, I honestly didn't know if we would make it past the first fucking episode, but... Here we are almost two years later and 90 episodes in, so this is pretty exciting. Um, But just to kind of start off here, uh, speaking of it being like the 90th episode and whatnot, do you guys remember what our first episode was? (laughs) I don't, but I'm not the right guy to ask that. Was it it Rutger Hauer? It was. It was. It was the the week that Rutger Hauer passed away, and so... It was kind of a tribute episode to him. So that's how we started off our podcast. And it sounds like shit. I went back and listened to it today just to see how it sounds compared to now. Holy fuck. I don't know what we were thinking recording through PlayStation um, for that. But uh, it yeah, was convenient. That's it was convenient and we didn't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like shit. I mean, seriously, if, if you want a good laugh, if you want to hear me like stammering and like uh, 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 a lot. Yeah, that's that's the perfect episode to listen to. But I mean, it was our first episode, so it was a good learning curve there for the first few months, especially because we used PlayStation to record for almost, yeah, God, I think two months. Yeah, using like gaming headsets and stuff. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. <laughs> it sounded so bad. So horrible. I mean, just, there's just so much noise and distortion and just other shit going on. It's 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 not a good listening experience. But if you I want a good my, laugh. <laughs> I think my favorite of those early ones, man, and still probably one of my favorite ones, is when we did the um stuff that would translate into the Saturday morning. Cartoon. Yes. Yeah, the scare oh my God. That was a great that episode. That, 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 that is one of my personal favorites. Even, even if the quality, the sound quality isn't that great. That was a great discussion. And honestly, we should maybe look at revisiting that again Agreed. at some point. So just to see if things have changed or what we would say differently, maybe compare the, um, what we had before as well. So that, 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 that could be a lot of fun to do if we decide to go that route. So maybe stay tuned. That might be coming in a future episode. Who knows? Um, but uh, we're kicking off this month because it's the month of May and springtime. So we're going to be talking about spring-themed movies. So it's going to be our Spring is in the Air series. Uh, we're going to be kicking things off talking about Joe Dante's The Burbs from 1989 tonight. Before we get into all that, though, what have you guys been up to this week? Well, I watched The Burbs for the first time in a while and had fun. <clears throat> And because of that, uh, I have this DVD with that, and 
also had Dragnet and the Money Pit on it. So I watched those two, man. That was a lot of fun. I really loved the Money Pit. Mm-hmm. If you've ever owned a house or been involved in that process, like, and had any problems, you can definitely appreciate the movie. Yeah. With Shelley Long, and they go through hell, man. Anyways. And I got my arrow copy, uh, Switchblade Sisters. So I watched that. It's freaking great. Great exploitation, tough girl gang flick. <clears throat> and I watched Lisa, which is one Ted mentioned a couple weeks ago, man. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did mention that. Yeah. It's a great little kind of thriller. I can't think of the damn girl's name. She played Dana on Step by Step. That girl. But anyways. <laughs> It's a great movie. She's like a teenage chick. Goes too far. It's kind of stalking an older guy and it ends up backfiring terribly. So something to check out, man. That's about it, dude. Pretty relaxed week. Nothing too crazy. So. Nice. Well, mine is other than work. I've been doing a lot of just getting back into the comic book scene and Watching that crazy shit going on with the damn Fortnite comic, and it's funny to me. <laughs> it's re- yeah, because so many people will talk about how Fortnite's dead and how it sucks and mm-hmm. nobody likes it, but DC drops the comic book with Fortnite, and you can't find it anywhere because it's sold out everywhere. Yes. They're doing they're they're running third and fourth reprints, and those are selling out. So I mean, it, it was all it's always been fascinating to me, like the psychology behind jumping on the bandwagon and hating on whatever is popular it's always exactly the way, way people so, naturally man. do that it's always been fascinating to me doesn't matter how old a game gets either man if they're able to keep the content refreshing like i actually didn't care for that Fortnite either and now i play it all the time with my kids same when it first came out i did not game, like it at so, all so. and they, i think they got a great uh model with like the you know, whatever they got going on with the weekly and daily quests to keep you to keep coming back and playing more. Mm-hmm. Um, this time too, man, they got their little Fortnite crew thing. Well, I say little, but they got the Fortnite crew thing going on, and they add save to save the world to it this month. So yeah, my kids were super excited. So. Yeah, that was that was really cool. So because I had that on PlayStation, but not on Xbox or PC, because you have to pay for each platform. But now I got it on all of them. Um, God, uh, Marvel started running a new Alien comic, and they're only on issue number two right now, so I jumped right on that. I'm a sucker for jumping on the first issue if I can get to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially when it's something big like Alien that I love. I bought a bunch of the damn variants. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then they... I haven't read it yet, dude. My read stack is so big. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it gets when you get into comics, man. You start, like, I used to have a box, man. And if I miss, like, a week going up to pick up my box and go in, I'd be like, fuck, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, nowadays it's online, so you don't even realize until you get a big old box at your house. (laughs) What did I do? Um, DC also dropped the Batman and Scooby-Doo crossover. That's a 12 issue and the artwork looks amazing. It's like regular Scooby-Doo artwork, but it's got a lot of like art styles from like Batman, the animated series and a little bit older styles here and there. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, 
other than that and playing games, we watched a few movies. We watched uh, the only memorable one was The Burbs. <laughs> I don't remember what else we watched. Um, which it had been I haven't watched that since I was real little, so it was like watching for the first time again. And it's such a good movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it gets such bad ratings online. I don't understand it. I was watching it in. We'll get into it earlier, and I just had this crazy thought that it was like, it felt like this. The, inf, the influence for this movie was to write an Adams Family movie from the perspective of the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very, very good observation, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but that—that's been my week. <laughs> okay. Nice. Uh, yeah, kind of going back to the Batman thing, because um, one of the things you know, and this is just kind of a side note. It's not like something I did or anything, but. You know, speaking of Batman, because they're now filming The Flash now, and you know, I, I saw an article. I think it was either yesterday or did it, or the day before, where they were posting pictures of uh, Michael Keaton's Batman's like um, mansion, and I fu- I just fucking geeked out. I'm just like, yes, it's actually happening. We have Michael Keaton back as Batman. I can't fucking wait. It's like Batman '89 cool. is like my Batman movie because I mean. I grew up with it you know I, I watched that fucking thing hundreds if not thousands of times i mean i used to be able to quote the whole movie you know on a whim uh, it's so that was a huge part of my childhood so having michael keaton back as batman in the flash movie is going to be like major for me so i think it's awesome man i'm glad they did that too yeah Those movies were the same for me so. mm-hmm yeah, I hope that ends up like changing the direction that they're going with the actual Batman movies because I do not agree with the past couple actors they've chosen. Yeah. Well, supposedly, you know, and of course this is all rumor, is that Michael Keaton's going to be like a pivotal part going forward in the, the DC movies. That's at least the rumor currently, you know, whether or not that's changed in the last six months or whatever since they've been talking about it who knows but like they're they're talking like him being in like multiple movies and you know different movies not just smart if they wanted to actually approach the whole older batman and when he gets broken and yep maybe replacing him it's a perfect opportunity yeah definitely that story if done right Mm -hmm. I i think it's a great opportunity plus to get just michael keaton's Bruce Wayne and Batman back is just fucking phenomenal. So I'm I'm so looking forward to it. I'm I'm like a total totally geeking out when it comes to that. So that's that was fucking cool. That was a great way to start my vacation because I've been on vacation uh the the whole week since uh last Friday because we're recording on Saturday the first. So I've been on vacation since f- the previous Friday. So honestly, I I haven't watched a whole lot of movies. I did watch The Burbs. Um, I rewatched two of the Trailer Park Boys movies, um, the original one, and then um, Countdown to Liquor Day. And then, um, like, I caught, up, I got caught up on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I highly recommend if you haven't watched it. I, I fucking loved it. It, it was Dude, great. That finale was awesome. Oh my man. god, that finale was everything. Like, they, I love what they're doing with all these newer characters. Because, yeah, I mean. Uh, the Falcon isn't like super new, but compared to like Captain America yep. and all these other ones, he's pretty new. It's not as well known either. Yeah. No. So with like Bucky and him and 
even the new Miles Morales and all these new characters, it feels like they're setting up for the next generation to keep the cinematic universe going. Yes. Once all these actors retire from the role. And I, I love that. I love the, the Falcons characters in the comic books and dude, yep. his freaking costume oh, in that finale fuck. was amazing. <laughs> it was great when he flew fucking <laughs> in. And when he said, I am, you know what? I mean, that just, I fucking, yeah, I fucking lost it. It was fucking great. It was so yeah, good. There was like the 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 not spectators, but the people watching all the action and the one guy's like, That's the Black Falcon and the other guy's like, No, that's Captain America. <laughs> like, oh, that was so good. It was so his his outfit looks so fucking badass too. Yeah. I mean just with you know, Wakanda like remaking his wings and everything and all that and the whole outfit, I mean, just having the color too. Oh, so fucking cool. And then then of course you had uh oh the um the other guy that was Captain America for the, the majority of the season. The US agent. Yep. Becoming the yeah. US agent at the end and starting that whole thing. So and him going batshit crazy in that fucking uh, that whole season was fucking great. It like just that whole progression of him just like finally caving under pressure and then taking yeah. the serum and everything and just basically becoming a psychopath i mean it was it was a great character transformation so yeah i mean it's only six episodes so seriously if you haven't seen falcon and winter soldier watch it you could binge it literally and probably a day. i mean it's 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 that good i i, I fucking loved it i can't i can't say enough good about it I, I i don't think there's one like thing that was like that really hindered it in my opinion. So I, I thought that twist reveal at the end about who the power broker is, was incredibly obvious. Well, they, they hinted at it. Like convince me I'm going to watch it, man. I'm going to watch <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Well, they, I mean, they, they had it the episode before it was revealed and it's not like it was like, it was hinted at, right? It wasn't like revealed revealed. Well, she but straight up did. said that she was in the previous episode, even before that, like I don't want to like ruin right, it for right. Anybody, but I like even like early on, I was like, I'm pretty it's that sure obvious, I know who it I'll is. probably figure it out pretty quick. You 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 <laughs> probably will. It's not it's super integral to the story. No. I just thought that was it could have been done handled a little better yeah. on that. Yeah, that's something that takes a special talent to do because most people aren't good at hiding their little reviews. Right. So sometimes <laughs> they like uh like directors like to add like little nods. So if you go back, you're like, ah, I see what you did. But if you do it, if you don't do it right, it like gives it away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. So yeah, all that to say, check out Falcon and Winter Soldier. Seriously, it's great. It's, it's fucking yeah. great, and it's it's just more leading into where, where they're going with Marvel and everything, and. Up next is the Loki show, so that's going to be interesting to see. And then Hawkeye's after that, and then of course we got Black Widow coming this year. So, and I think, Maybe. yeah, who knows? <laughs> it could be pushed up, pushed back again. And then I think it's the Eternals after that uh, later this year, supposedly. So, lots of stuff coming up for Marvel. I, I know we're horror focused podcast, but seriously, all this geek shit I love. So it's fucking great. I can't wait. So, um, so I, I definitely watched that this week and then those are that between the burbs the two trailer park boys movies and then falcon winter soldier that's about all i really watched other than well joe bob because i did watch joe bob so bride of reanimator and next of kin last night i watched but 
besides that, it's just been mostly video games. So that's been a lot of video games this week. So honestly, it's it's been kind of relaxing with that, just being able to just game and just take a week and not be at work. So, I mean, I, it, it did its job. I mean, I, I like I feel more refreshed now <laughs> going back into work tomorrow. So, um, so it ended up better than Tom Hanks' vacation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we're going to get to that here shortly. Uh, before we do, there is just a couple pieces of news I just wanted to touch on, and I know you got some Blu-ray stuff, so we'll hit that at the end. Um, so David Cronenberg actually has a new movie that's being um, prepared to be shot here this summer called Crimes of the Future. And actually, it's I guess it's a uh, project that's been years in the making, I guess. So it's from what they're saying is it's supposed to be like a return to his more um, body horror type stuff. So um, it could be interesting to see where this is going to go with him getting back behind the you know in the director's chair for like the first time i think it's been like seven years since he's directed a movie so and he's good with his body stuff yes he definitely is i i love the effects in his movies a lot of his movies aren't as good as like his hits like i think the fly is like creme de la creme yep um but yeah i i'm I'm all about it. I mean, can't wait to find out more about it. If we do, it'll probably be a while. Yeah, about the only other thing that was an, uh, that's uh, been announced for the movie is uh, Vigo Mortensen is is going to be starring in the movie. So Gotta pump him for information at Texas Fright, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think he's going to be there now because I think he changed because uh, now they got Corey Taylor being there. Like as the main like headline. Yeah, I know. I was totally bummed when they took his yeah, name off the thing. I'm I'm not gonna lie. It, it does suck if that was the situation, but the the '90s kid in me is super stoked about meeting Corey Taylor. Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent. I never really gotten to their music, Slipknot. so I absolutely love Slipknot still. <laughs> yeah, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. I just never got into it personally, so it was kind of like a a downgrade for myself. <laughs> but I mean. <laughs> It is what it is. <laughs> as long as I can still get my picture with CJ and hopefully Alice Cooper, that's all I care about. If Alice Cooper's still going to be there, because he's still pending. He's been he's, pending he's confirmation. He's still pending, man. I, every time I look. Like, I, I hope would, he's going to be there. I would rather meet Alice than Corey Taylor. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, um, I'll agree with that. As, as far as music goes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that would be great to have CJ and him there. Because mm-hmm. I know CJ's supposed to be doing in costume part six photos, yep. so that's going to be awesome. It'll be great for all of us to get a like a podcast photo with uh, CJ. That would be great. Heck yeah! Hell yeah! Um, kind of moving on from there though. So just a, a little bit of a tidbit regarding David Cronenberg directing a movie again here for the first time in in a few years um saw is obviously coming up in less than two weeks uh for release yes. tickets are actually now on sale on fandango so if you want to get tickets now you can through fandango if you plan on seeing it in the theaters um i am super pumped i mean less than two weeks until i'm in the movie theater seeing that fucking movie it, it, at this point it will be the first movie i go back to see in the theaters um 
So I, I can't wait for Spiral. I mean, it, they keep releasing like little clips of it, and it, it just keeps getting me more and more excited. And uh, I'm, I'm trying wait. to stay away from all the spoilers. And I have too, man. I watched the clips. I, I like, watched the one trailer, on. and that's good enough to make me yeah. want to go see it. Yep, I was doing the same thing, man. I want to go in virgin on it. Great. Yeah. I definitely understand that. Um, so yeah, so Saw or not Saw, but Spiral is May 14th is its release and I'm super pumped for that. Can't wait. I'm going to see it on that Thursday night. Guaranteed. I'm going on that night to see it. I don't fucking care. I'm going, damn it. Um, but, uh, kind of <laughs> moving on from there. Uh, another anniversary is, uh, Ilphonic celebrated uh, the one year anniversary of predator hunting grounds, which, um, I mean, like it or not that I, I I just find it hard to believe it's already been a year since that fucking game was released. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So they, they uh for their anniversary thing they are released some new DLC and uh they got a Steam release finally. So it's finally coming to Steam for those that don't like the Epic uh game store. So that's exciting. And I guess the new uh DLC is a new map called the Airstrip, I think is what it was. And so it'll be interesting to see what that's like. Um, but that's all coming in June. So um, with the the one-year anniversary coming up. So stuff to look forward to, especially if you still play the game. I still pop in every once in a while. I don't play it nearly as much, though, just because obviously there isn't many of our group that plays it. So it's it's kind of one of those things where I'll pop in, but if I'm not playing with somebody, I, it doesn't last long. Yeah, I played it with my four-year-old about three weeks ago <laughs> she has a slight predator obsession even though she's only four <laughs> yeah i, I haven't because of fortnite since the last time we were all on and man that was a long time ago that, that's yeah that's that's yeah. been a, quite a while i think it, the game was still new <laughs> it was yeah, probably it was a few weeks a few months yeah. old yeah so it's, it's <laughs> been probably about six or seven months since we all played together at least at the very least uh, I can't believe it's this whole year. I mean, it's been a long last year, but it's also gone by kind of quick <laughs> with regards to some stuff. I mean, to think that we were supposed to have been in Texas Frightmare over a year ago. <laughs> so insane, man. It, 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 it is insane. Um, the last piece of news I really had for tonight, and it's actually kind of surprising, is Twilight of the Dead. So... Romero actually started writing the treatment for Twilight of the Dead before he actually passed away. I didn't even know that he was starting to write it, because I know that was originally what Land of the Dead was supposed to be. But he actually started writing the treatment for Twilight of the Dead with... um, Who was he writing it with? Um, Paolo uh, Zalati, I think is his last name, how you say it. So he was writing the treatment with... um, this person for Twilight of the Dead before he passed away. And what had ended up happening is after he passed, um, they wanted to continue uh, producing that into an actual full script. And so Susan uh, Romero let him basically write the rest of the script, and she feels that uh, George would be extremely happy with it. And so they're actually moving forward with actually trying to finish this project. So they're actually trying to actually get the funding and get this project off the ground to create basically George's final zombie movie. Very cool, man. Awesome. Yes. Between that and the work his son's doing in literature and stuff, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool stuff. So. Yeah. 
And so basically what um, Susan Romero was saying is that the story is set in obviously a decimated world. Life has all but pretty much disappeared, um, but also saying that there's still maybe hope for humanity. So that's kind of the overarching story with um, Twilight of the Dead. So I will say one thing, though. It's entirely humongous shoes to fill, so probably mm-hmm. won't live up to our expectations. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. still excited to. I'm I'm excited for, it, but anytime something with this specific situation happens, I feel like it it very rarely lives up. Because yeah, even if it was like mostly or even com- entirely written by George, George won't be there when it's being made, so it won't have that. It, I mean, it could still, but I don't. I don't know if it'll end up being the same movie, whether it's good or mm-hmm. bad. But I am excited for it because I love George Romero zombies. My, you know, my number one favorite horror movie of all time is Night of the Living Dead. I think George yeah. Romero is the godfather of zombie movies. Yep. Um. So yeah, I, I'm excited for it, but I'm not like, I'm not gonna put my expectations too high on it well the thing with uh this for me is uh the romero zombie movies are my favorites um for most horror movies obviously i I love like nightmare on elm street and stuff like that but as a whole the the like the first three romero movies and even land to an extent um are they're they're my favorite zombie movies um bar none but also just some of my favorites in general and the fact that um, also with this, Susan Romero is saying that she gave her full blessing to do this as long as she's along every step of the way um, to re- make sure that it remains to uh, George's vision, basically. So she wants to make sure that if they do this, it's how he would have done it. So that gives me hope that they're going to do this right. And then, you know, the guy that uh, wrote it with George is working with uh, Joe Netter and uh, Robert L. Lucas to finish the project. So they've got people working on this and she's going to be along the way to, to help basically guide it, to make sure it, 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 it would have been what George would have done. So um, that, so that, that does give me hope for the project. So, but um, yeah, that that this whole story just kind of came out of left field. <laughs> and I, I was at first, I'm like, uh, this this is because when I first saw it, it was um, on Facebook, and it was we got this covered. I'm like, ah, oh, there's no fucking way this is true then, because it's we got this covered. But no, then bloody disgusting was covering it, and other um, resources were covering it. So uh, I mean, it's it's a real thing, totally out of nowhere, and it's it's got me happy and hopeful to get this movie made so film it in pittsburgh right (laughs) move it back to where it should be damn it yes i agree so very very exciting um so with that that's what i had for news for tonight and i know you you have some blu-ray stuff you wanted to bring up here yes man it's coming up this tuesday you cannot miss out cool as ice starring vanilla ice you know we're all waiting for that one so (laughs) now that's (laughs) that is not the blu-ray news even though that is a release but (laughs) <laughs> King Kong, we've talked about it before, but it's coming out the 11th, man. Shutter still had, last time I checked, which was two days ago, they still had pre-orders with the poster available if people are interested in that. So it's the 76 version of King Kong, which is my favorite. So I actually have that on pre-order. So, And also on the 11th is um, Fast Towns at Ridgemount High and Saw get their 4K releases. 
And the Fast Time Enrichment, that's like a big special edition. And all really? Nice. Features, oh, so yes. Definitely worth checking out. It's got a cool front to it. It looks like almost like a high schooler's notebook or something. Nice. Okay. And then on the 18th, you got Last Action Hero and Animal House getting their 4K releases. Oh, yes. Hell yes. Yeah, like Animal House has several different versions, man. So, like, I don't know what's on each one. I didn't mm-hmm. look them up, but it's definitely worth investigating. And Day of the Animals gets its Blu-ray release finally. So Okay. And Charmed, if anybody's into that, which I'm not, but I know some people like that show. Charmed, the complete series, is getting a release. I think that's from Mill Creek, so those are usually better price sets. Okay. And then the 25th, you got Birds and Psycho getting their 4K releases. Nice. And Body Slam, which we talked about before on June 15th, is finally up for pre-order. It's running around 1650 right now, so it's a great movie. And don't forget, at the end of the month is the Vinegar Syndrome. I was just about to say, because I, yeah. I remembered about that. <laughs> and that, that's their big yeah. halfway to Black Friday sale. 50% yeah. off Get most things. Halfway subscription and... Six String Samurai, Surf 2. Hell yes. A bunch of mystery <laughs> titles, man. So it be And there, because uh, I, I, I got their insider email, or not insider email, but like the subscriber email. They're talking about four more slips being released too. So there's going to be some new slips for some movies that didn't have slips before. So if you are into collecting the slip covers, that's going to be the, the day you, or the weekend you want to check out is that, that um, uh, Memorial Day weekend is, I think, is when they do it. So, or halfway to Black Friday. So, be on the lookout for that. That's coming at the end of the month, definitely, because there's going to be a lot of good deals going on, plus new slips, new releases. There's just a lot of shit, just like Black Friday. So, yeah, I'm going to be gone that weekend, man, but I'm definitely going to be stealing somebody's Wi-Fi so I can access that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hell yeah. Fuck yes. I, I can't wait. I've I've got my credit card ready to go. <laughs> it's all clean. <laughs> clean and ready. No no balances currently, so oh, I'm gonna rack up a good chunk of change there. I usually do on these fucking sales, even though you know I I keep thinking I I've boughten like everything I want from them, other than you know what I get through the subscription. But then I always find something else, and then I end up spending hundreds of dollars on these sales. So I mean, it it'll be uh it'll be a good weekend for me to lose some money, but that's all right. Keep growing my collection. That's that's what matters what matters in life man. exactly <laughs> all right are we ready to talk about the burbs yes sir yes sir all right let's take a look at joe dante's the burbs all tom hanks wanted was a quiet vacation at home this is what i need carol i, I need this welcome to mayfield place a typical street in the burbs morning walter where nothing much ever happened. Walter's dog just took a dump on Rumsfield's lawn again. Until the Klopex moved in. Klopex? Klopex. Klopex. No one goes in, no one comes out. Neighbors from hell. It was a nice place to live. He said he thinks the Klopex are evil incarnate. Well, you're much too smart to fall for that, aren't you, honey? But now... Carol! You wouldn't want to visit there. Ray, this is Walter. No! The Burbs. I'm going over the fence, and I'm not coming back till I find a dead body. Ray, do you want him to take? 
take your family, kidnap them, tear their livers out, and make some kind of satanic pate? We found Walter! We got a real problem. Why did the gaslight run? God, I love this street. Tom Hanks. I think we are overreacting. No! The Burbs. It's one hell of a neighborhood. Hey, honey. I think we should move. All right, The Burbs was released on February 17th, 1989, obviously directed by Joe Dante. It has the cast of Tom Hanks, Carrie Fisher, Bruce Stern, Corey Feldman, and then uh, Henry Gibson. This uh, had a budget of about $18 million um, and grossed a little over $49 million worldwide. Um, just a couple little tidbits regarding the movie itself before we get started talking about it. Uh, Walter's toy poodle, Queenie, was actually the same dog that played Precious in Silence of the Lambs. And it was that dog was actually in quite a few movies, uh, from what I remember. I, I don't remember what other movies it was in, but it, it was used quite a bit um, during that, that time frame. That poor dog. <laughs> I know. <laughs> to find a well-trained dog that'll listen all that direction, man. So I yeah. imagine the few that do get used a lot. Yep. And then uh, next is the street that the movie takes place on was actually on Universal's back lot. Um, it's actually been used in a lot of different films and television shows, uh, including like Desperate Housewives. Uh, some of the so some of the like houses and buildings have changed over time. The only house that actually still stands uh, that was in the movie is Walter's house. Ever, otherwise, everything else has changed. Um, which yeah, I believe thought it was, or not. Oh, sorry, man, I didn't mean to cut you off. The original set was built from when they brought the Leave It to Beaver show back. That was I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, um, so that that's that's really crazy to think that um, one of those houses is, is still there on the back lot, so I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Tom Hanks actually improvised the scene where he picks up the gurney and puts himself in the ambulance, which is fucking hilarious, by the way. <laughs> My favorite part of the whole fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so, like, he's just so done with everything, and he's just, like, freaking out. It's so good. I've been blowing up. Just take me to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> just throws himself on the gurney inside of the ambulance. Like some it's... little boy laying in his bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like. Oh, and Carrie Fisher talking to him. You want me to follow you to the hospital? Yeah. Okay, honey. <laughs> so good. Um, And then finally, the last thing I had is just uh, Wendy Shaw, who plays uh, Bonnie Rumsfeld in, in the movie, also voices Francine Smith on American Dad. And she said that she got the job on American Dad because Seth MacFarlane is such a huge um, fan of the film. So that's why she ended up getting that um, job on American Dad. So I thought that was kind of cool, too. I have one more piece, man, that I sure. thought was kind of funny. Is Corey Feldman was really close with Michael Jackson at the time. And Michael Jackson didn't come to the set. But uh, from what I understand, Bubbles, the chimpanzee, was quite the frequent guest. But... <laughs> Because of the problems with the chimpanzee, he had to be confined to Corey Feldman's trailer. And when he would come back from shooting, the trailer would be torn up and covered with feces. And it became such a problem that Joe Dante eventually banned Bubbles from the set. So <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> God, that's so good. So with this movie, I, I fucking love this movie. So th I've been a fan of this movie since I was really little, like... This was the first Joe Dante movie I ever saw. And I fucking love Joe Dante's movies. But this one's by far my favorite just because it was my first one that I saw of his. And it's just got that quirky, 
um, you know, it's a family friendly movie, but at the same time, it's got the the scary aspect too. So it, it's it's like a good uh, comedy horror, you know, movie that you can actually introduce like little kids to and stuff. And I I just like the whole just feeling of this movie. It's just like so like it's kind of slapstick. At the same time, you, you got some of the scares in there, um, and it, it's just overall, it's it's just so good because it's I it's, think it's Joe Dante, ridiculous, kind of over the top, but it's almost it's real though, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's over the top as it is, like the person who wrote this definitely grew up in suburbia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, without this movie, you wouldn't have movies like Disturbia or. The was it the summer of '84? Movies like that were mm-hmm. all inspired by this movie. Um, and sp- speaking of a lot of the names we've been talking about, I think that 18 million dollar budget was all in casting because this movie was so <laughs> yeah, man. About it. that's what I thought. I was like, wow, what a cast! I forgot how many great people are in this, yeah, movie. even Dick Miller, yes, yeah, fucking Dick Miller. I forgot. I forgot to put his name down. I, I was trying to remember to put his name down because I don't care if he's like only on there for a few seconds. Anytime Dick Miller's in a fucking movie, you mention him because he's that fucking good. So <laughs> it helps the rating of this movie. Exactly. <laughs> there's the there's the regular movie rating. And then you got the Dick Miller like up rating, basically. And guaranteed so. one star. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, my favorite, but also least favorite character in this movie is Art. <laughs> yes. When he first shows up and eats them out of house and home at breakfast, and I loved it. It was great, yes. and, and that was like the ongoing joke for him. Was like, man, I'm starving every five <laughs> seconds. It's hilarious too when his his wife shows up at the end. The whole movie, I thought he was just some bachelor idiot in the neighborhood, right? <laughs> My like, wife's home. Going to eat those eggs. <laughs> God, it's so good. Him going into their fridge, you know, to put the empty bottle of syrup back to grab a full bottle, plus some ribs, plus, you know, whatever else he grabbed. I mean, it was he's such a fat ass. I mean, and it's just so good. And they're they're just like, just sitting there, just taking it like this is like a normal occurrence for Art. That's to come what over. I thought. I was like, they must buy a lot of food and just don't care. I like the scene when. Uh, when the two of them are in the basement and they're talking about what they think is going on with the neighbor and, and talking about what's in their basement. <laughs> and he says something, I remember what he says, but Art's like, you listen to your wife? Who listens to their wife? Know, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're chanting, you're chanting. Satan is good. Like, Satan is my pal. Is good. Satan is our friend. He is Satan our pal. is our pal. <laughs> I'm gonna kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal. <laughs> I don't understand that was ad lib. Like a lot of this, they were able to improvise and ad lib in this yeah. movie, which is great, man. I think that helps. Anyone. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially when you're working with a bunch of comedians in the movie and yeah, they're yeah. used to improvising. Sometimes you just got to let them go. I mean, like, for instance, like anytime, you know, Robin Williams. <laughs> I mean, how many times has he improvised in movies and they've kept, you know, shit in there and yeah, have like yeah. different cuts of movies, <laughs> you know, um, just from all the shit that he's he's done. So I, it's it's just really good, especially when you can when you have good comedians that know what they're doing, that can ad lib like that and just make like memorable moments like that. With the whole chanting thing and 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 just different things like that, so it, it's it's so good. 
How about them arguing too over who should go up and ring the bell? Yeah, they were just <laughs> like they were a like bunch kids. of children. Yeah. There's several moments too like that. It's like they're the little boys of the neighborhood. Yep. <laughs> the wife won't let him come outside and they're saying like, Oh, please, please let him come out. Already been like kind of twist his foot inside a little bit, like oh, kick the rock. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said what I meant, guys. <laughs> Not until he resembles the man I, that I married. I like Aww. the 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 one little scene where it was a little more slapstick was when the the guy with the mutton chops came out of the house for the first time and then they, they did that thing where they zoomed in on everybody's face with a shocked look and when they were done they zoomed in on the dog's face <laughs> oh one of my favorite scenes that always makes me laugh is like um when they're when um tom hanks character is in the backyard trying to take the nap and art comes up after you know he put the note under the door at the clopex and then <clears throat> you got the vince the dog bringing the bone and they <laughs> art starts throwing They're the bone throwing the bone <laughs> <laughs> just not noticing that it's a fucking femur and then they they realize the femur and then they're talking about it, and then they say oh it's walter and then then they do the whole zoom in zoom out thing that gets me every time that's <laughs> always that got great. me I just laugh <laughs> so hard every time I, I don't care how many times i've seen that movie that, that i just imagine trying laugh. to film that scene i was like that had to be fun <laughs> right <laughs> it's just so crazy it's just so good how about Corey Feldman in this movie? I I thought he was. This is probably one of my favorite iterations of Corey Feldman. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's great, man. It takes me back to the neighborhood I used to live in when I first got to Virginia, and how I kind of felt about my neighborhood, man. Like it was fun just to kind of walk around the neighborhood and experience all the ridiculous bullshit going on. Yep. Just like, God, I love this place. <laughs> they were throwing the party cause they knew a bunch of crazy shit was going to go down. Yep. And the guys were like, we're going to go, we're all going to go get some food. He's like, you don't got to go anywhere. I just called the pizza, pizza dude. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Stearns fall off the roof. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> and that was a great fucking fall. But, yeah, it was. <laughs> hey, Rumsfeld, dude. Rumsfeld. <laughs> He's checking out Donald's Rumsfeld. Man. He was checking out the one guy's wife while she was out doing the. I, I, I would too. Something about the tails. No tan lines this week or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was loving it. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He said something like that kid's a meathead or something like yeah. that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the way it goes sometimes. Right. <laughs> God, and then Walter at the end of the at the end of the street with his perfect lawn, always having the chemical guys come out to spray his lawn and then sending off his dog to shit in Rumsfeld. Purposely shitting people. <laughs> yeah. What a dickhead. He's Such a dickhead. Off on that. I love though that once they thought he was dead, though they were all all in to try to find out <laughs> who killed him and why he's gone. Right. Well, I mean, I think it had more to do with the neighbors than Walter, but still. Yeah, it wasn't about Walter. It was about you know what if I'm yeah. next, <laughs> right? They could do like when Tom Hanks. He's like, no one knocks off an old man in my neighborhood. And gets away with him. <laughs> God, Tom Hanks in this movie is just so. 
so whipped yeah. by his wife. It's great. And his frustration sometimes. Like, God. It's like, I didn't understand this movie as much as I do now. But <laughs> I don't know if that's good or not. <laughs> when he comes and when Art comes and he's laying on the back porch, that was a good moment that I could identify with. And he's yes. like, I'm just laying here. I just want to take a fucking nap. I'm just laying here. My eyes are shut. I'm just trying to get some rest. Because <laughs> 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 that whole thing with the bone happens then he's running to try to run inside and carrie fisher hits him right in the face of the fucking door <laughs> just, just wanted, some more beer cans right just, i mean you want to just talk about a bad day he's really having a fucking bad day at that point oh man <clears throat> so good oh this this movie makes me laugh so much i just i fucking love this movie so much and then when, when you finally meet the Klopex and everything well first you have hans coming out to grab the paper and everybody's just fucking staring at him he's like <laughs> the guy's just like oh no coming out in the middle of the day for the first time and the whole neighborhood's just out there just looking like the first time he'd been out in a while period mm-hmm <laughs> He's out there shoving a conspicuous trash bag into the can. Yep. And he was just beating it and beating it into that can. The only thing I could think the whole time is like, man, the garbage man ain't going to take that because it's going to get stuck in the trash can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going to leave that shit there. <laughs> <laughs> it did come I like, a special kind of trash can. Man. I like the scene in the rain where they were all out digging mm-hmm. the just the way they did that it was i don't know kind of goofy but also it had a really good creepy factor to it yeah, yeah. it reminded me of something out of like a 70s horror flick of the the some hooded figures digging in the back yeah the <laughs> yeah it was really good I, it I, was I like that. it was like maybe they're digging graves for all their neighbors <laughs> <laughs> kind of fit into i don't know if that's right after or close to the time when he was watching the movies on tv yep it's like race with the devil and texas chainsaw massacre mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when he has his nightmare <laughs> where he's being barbecued yeah. <laughs> and the chanting comes back the satan is good satan is their pal i'm gonna kill everyone <laughs> that was a great scene like he gets up out of bed and he goes down the stairs and the chainsaw just comes out of the wall yep (laughs) so good and having art dressed up as skip you know from telling the story from like the night before (laughs) and yes oh god it's there's just so much because he's almost kind of the evil one extra evil in that dream and i feel like (laughs) Even Tom Hanks knew it's like none of this would be going on if Art was Yeah, that was like his subconscious like right. I hate this person. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's all his fault. Yep. <laughs> if he hadn't dared me to go knock on the door in front of the whole neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, it's so good. Then when you finally meet the Klopex and they, they go over for you know, bring the brownies and everything. I think by far Ruben's my favorite of the Klopex. He's just so angry and just so like small and just like He's staring a hole through Tom Hanks, man. They were all the they were all there like they were hosting like the neighbors over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the guy brought out sardines and fucking pretzels. pretzels. <laughs> and of course 
The wife looks at Tom Hanks. Yeah, she well, better You better eat take one. one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just so oh, gross. Great, you got crunch. And... <laughs> <laughs> they made it extra crunchy, too, just to make it that much grosser. It was yes. great. Bruce Dern, press him for information. Ah, <laughs> uh, Hans, that's a Christian name, isn't it? Hans Christian Anderson. <laughs> stuff he's like klopek is that slavic no (laughs) (laughs) ruben's just very matter of fact and just angry about it oh god then the dog gets out and art's out there after he fucking gets over the um the fence to he's like is it the doctor's like is it another neighbor he's like yes the fat one (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so good. How about when the house, this is close to them, with the house blowing up. I thought that was a great explosion scene, man. Oh, my God. it's <laughs> It was like the perfect explosion scene. It was so well done. It was it was great. <laughs> and they're, they were all worried about Tom Hanks, and it, like, lingers on the house, and then all of a sudden he just slowly walks <laughs> out, like... <laughs> Like he's just he's just had it. He's like I I'm just done with this. He can see the way he's barely picking up his feet. He, he's <laughs> like slides down the three steps, completely defeated. <laughs> I've been blown up, <laughs> breaking and entering, blew up their house, <laughs> uh, and the cops like. Uh, your neighbor Walter says that you kidnapped his dog and you're under arrest. <laughs> yeah. like, and all they were trying to be nice. No, and all he can think of is he I'll... wrote. He wrote Walter. I have your dog. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a ransom note. I just love that the cops were sitting there listing off all the crimes that he committed, and then he just looks at his wife and he's like, "I like your hair. You got it cut, didn't you?" <laughs> <laughs> And just like the, the, at the end where his whole speech about uh, how basically that they're the monsters and obviously we find out that they actually were monsters and were killing people and stuff, but just kind of like how they were acting towards the neighbors just because they were a little different and whatnot. So they had that whole speech in there about it. Yeah, I love that speech actually because, I mean, without them actually becoming the monsters at the end of the yeah. Olympics or whatever, in reality that is the truth and most of that shit is the cliquish neighborhood party group or whatever it is that gets along, they sit and they chastise, judge, and do all yep. that shit. So anybody that moves in the neighborhood that isn't normal or from out of town all that is going to be looked at almost as that weird freakish what the fuck is going on with them. Yep. Kind of thing, so. Exactly. But then, of course, you got Henry Gibson getting into the fucking ambulance with Tom Hanks at the end there and basically revealing that you, you saw the skulls <laughs> in the furnace and then, you know, Hans tries to drive away with him in the back of the ambulance, and that hurt, turns into a whole struggle and ends up running into Art's house, which is great. <laughs> and then the um, the gurney coming out in the back with them struggling with the syringe with uh, Henry Gibson and Tom Hanks struggling with the syringe. That was great. And it's like, citizen's arrest! Citizen's arrest! I'm putting you <laughs> under citizen's arrest! <laughs> I like to, the cops are also relaxed through all this, too, man. Like, they're just letting these guys that are about to arrest just walk around and talk about it and shit. And then all that happens, he's like, is this your car, sir? 
<laughs> and he just stares like, oh. <laughs> I guess we got to arrest these guys instead. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Hurt's wife comes home, <laughs> which was great. Yeah. That was so surprising to me because I really just thought he was some idiot batch, old bachelor in the neighborhood. <laughs> I might have missed them mentioning his wife. Cause, they mentioned whatever. it once, like yeah. one time, and that was it. That yeah. his wife was out on a trip or something. He just seemed so loose and out of control. Like, <laughs> but that's why. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wife ain't around. He can act however he wants. <laughs> I like when he was giving him the, the, the the speech about how when he gets out of prison, he was going to fix up the house for him. Yep. His wife's dad got him some tools. <laughs> that little that tiny, tools. That little tiny red box of tools. <laughs> I thought that was funny too. When Art comes over, he's like, "Hey, look, I got this box of tools." <laughs> the man just like had no clue what to do with his life because he wasn't at work. So he just right. like, "Hey, I got these tools. <laughs> Men like tools." <laughs> kind of how I felt when I went on my when on my vacation. I just didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. Overall, uh, like I said, this is probably my favorite Joe Dante movie um, out of all of them. I mean, obviously I, I've loved most of Joe Dante's work. So, I mean, I do too, man. Like I didn't realize until I got into like actually knowing who makes movies and whatnot, but mm-hmm. I like a lot of his stuff. Inner space is one that people never bring up. That's one of my favorites growing up. So yeah. And gremlins is great. Gremlins too. All of, yep. He's, he's done a few episodes, you know, written for a couple of these, like, Pretty sure he did one of the, ah, what was that series they did with all the directors, man, on Showtime, Masters of Horror. Yep. So definitely, he's good at horror. He has that sense of humor that doesn't ruin the horror either. Yep. And he also knows when he's making a comedy and how to throw just enough horror and not ruin the comedies. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Uh, so just to kind of wrap things up here, um, what would you guys rate this movie if you were to give it a rating? I'm gonna give this one uh four point five out of five, man. Cause of the Dick Miller factors. Nice. <laughs> Gets a four, but I'm giving him an extra half style. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree a four and a half out of five. It's it's so funny, it's so fun. Um I might put it in since I haven't first time I'm watching it so long, I I might put it in my yearly rotation. Nice. Yeah, Burbs is definitely I, I watch that about once every few months. I just love that. I love the movie that much. This is one's definitely a five out of five for me. And that's not even with the Dick Miller factor. I mean, if I could go higher than a five, I definitely would because of Dick Miller. But I, I, I fucking love this movie. It's it's my favorite Joe Dante movie. And it's just such a fun, like, easy. The dick, man. Exactly. It's just such a fun, great movie, and you've got a great cast that really works well together, and it just it's so hilarious because it does remind me of the suburbs in a lot of ways, and it's just because growing up in the suburbs, you, you see a lot of this shit with the nosy neighbors and everything else and just kind of weird shenanigans that go on. So it's it's like a perfect representation of, of that, and then you got the, the, the great comedy and then some of the horror aspect into it. It's just fucking fun. It's that's really what it is, is it's a fun fucking movie. 
definitely check it out if you haven't. Uh, we would love to know what you guys think if you have seen the movie. Um, feel free to reach out to us through our social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at CLS Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Um, like I said, this month we're going to be focusing on spring-themed horror movies. And so spring is in the air. So come back next week and see what we got. Uh, but as we leave here, are there any final words? Yes, if you got a weird new neighbor move into your neighborhood, mind your own business. Because if you start paying attention to them, they might start paying attention to you. Exactly, exactly man. I stay invisible as fuck. <laughs> right? You never you know if know they are a deranged serial killer. You don't want them to know <laughs> that you know. Exactly. <laughs> neighbor said that to my wife once. He's like, "Where's Sean at? I ain't seen him in a couple months." <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. I love it. Yeah, man. I actually got something to say. I heard a couple people recently giving a little hate to the original Ghostbusters, and I was like, "Wow, man!" So I just wanted to say, if you don't like the original Ghostbusters, just remember that backwards it spells Sret Sobsog, which makes no fucking sense, and neither does your opinion. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I saw that on Facebook and I fucking loved it. Yeah, I stole it. <laughs> it's good though. It's not a Sean P original, sorry. <laughs> Still good though. It's a great way to end the episode. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys once again checking out this week's episode and we will see you guys next week. This episode of the Crystal Lake Soldiers Podcast is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers. <laughs> <laughs>